us, Kayanos, fresh tongues, Kayanos, fresh tongues. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain, Kayanos. One of the things I've found out is that for you to really get into um, deep places in God, you have to allow God protracted seasons of exposure to His revelation, to His dealing, even to His power, even to His glory. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There are things you will never know exist in God until you stay long enough. That's what I'm trying to say. So, for example, how many of you have heard of that scripture that says, Christ in me, the hope of glory. You have heard of it. Raise your hand. You have heard of it. Yes. A man of God was meditating on that scripture. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me. Christ in me, the hope of meditated on it for so long that he didn't know when he levitated from the ground. It was not his plan to levitate. It's just that he is meditating on the scripture. Christ in me. So in other words, in that particular scripture is power and glory enough to unconsciously lift somebody from the ground. Meanwhile, you have read it. What has happened to you? See, let me, let's just tell ourselves the truth. Uh, this hit and run, that's not how we are going to achieve anything. I'm bothered. I'm bothered that Jesus that lived for 30 years and appeared before the ministry of John the Baptist and what came from heaven and said, This is what my beloved son that means he has lived in such a way that heaven can give the approval. Are you with me? Pay attention. He has lived in such a way that heaven gave their approval. Yet, a time came, the scripture says that he was driven by the Holy Ghost to enter into the wilderness to go and fast and pray. A time came before he chose his disciples, apostles, the scripture says he prayed all night. Do you know? <laughs> Jesus finished a miracle meeting. Miracle crusade. About nine people are still trooping to be healed and the anointing is moving. Jesus said, let them wait. He disappeared one corner. And went there and prayed all night. By the time he was arriving in the morning, he was walking on top of the sea. You, you, you want to go and raise the dead now? <laughs> you want to raise the dead? No. The thing is easy. It's just that you are not willing to obey to the extent where the thing will become easy. The thi these things are easier. That's the truth. It's just that, have you noticed that the way you gave yourself to um... What do you study? Eh? Public administration. The way you gave yourself to it, there are things in your hundred level that 
by 300 level is no more an issue but when you are in 100 level it will seem as if these things are big matters it's not big matters it's just that we have not given ourselves to them long enough you know why I'm saying this thing? Some of the things we are talking about, sometimes we'll be saying it, it will seem as if it's a big thing. It's not big. It's just that we gave ourselves to it long enough. I want to tell you that there are things that will never break forth from your life until you come to retreats and conferences like this. And you stay under the hand of the Spirit long enough until things begin to break out from your life. Do you know how many years you stayed under the tutelage of the flesh, of the natural world? Those things need to be reconstructed. That is what you are telling us. A shift of mindset. So, you need to be kept for long hours for we to even achieve any semblance of result. You, you know, sometimes we see people in those uh, Kenehagin's uh, winter Bible seminar. And they are drunk in the Holy Ghost. You know, no, no. Before you achieve drunk in the Holy Ghost, you have to keep men for long. That's what, why you are telling me I didn't want to answer. Because what we see in meetings where it is easy for people to be drunk in the Holy Ghost is when they have cooked for long. You cannot just see somebody enter and you are drunk in the Holy Ghost. Are you my magician? People are... Kenehagin keeps them for three weeks. One week under the world, two weeks, under tongues. By the third week, you have reached a point where you have lost contact with, with um, Chem 101. You have lost contact with it. You have lost contact with, with how to care for your mother in the village. Mm. How to plant a new church. He's a pastor. He has a mandate of getting that place filled. That's how your rank increases. It's, it's tough, you know, you, you'll be in the night. You'll be fasting and praying. When you are subjected to processes like this, after some time, you even forget. It takes long. The real work is making you forget who you are in the flesh. Mm. Seasons will come when we have to forget and abandon who we are in the flesh. It is only then that we will come and seek the king in the spirit. Because the king can only be found in the spirit. God is spirit. So every reality and every impartation, every revelation, every dealing, and everything he can give you can only be spiritual. That's why the scripture says that God has blessed us with all what? His blessings are spiritual. He is a spirit. So if you cannot find a way of of divulging yourself of everything natural and fleshly, carnal, you cannot be able to touch things in God. That means the very emphasis, the all the moves and all the push and prayers and all the things that is happening is to somehow shift you from the nativity of the flesh in which you were born and move you into the nativity of Christ. That's what it means to have the mind of Christ, a nativity. It is only then that the things of God become easy. You find out that it doesn't, take, it doesn't take time to get people healed. It doesn't take time to get people filled with the Holy Ghost. It doesn't take time to cast out devils. It doesn't take time to get people to believe. It doesn't take time to get people to see their destiny.
there are some things that will happen here. As long as this lady is, you can tell her she will raise the dead, she will believe. But on the first day, if you tell her, she will not believe. But as the meeting is going on, something is happening to her. Put your hands on your chest. Say, something is happening to me. Something, something, I'm being transformed. I, I know it doesn't look like it, but something is happening to me. That thing happening to you is the major context of this meeting. That's what you carry back. Are you with me now? So I want to build on what Pastor said. We want to do a little Bible studies. Say Bible studies. Um, I used to tell my people, you know, we pray a lot, but praying a lot without a lot of Bible studies too. That's how some um, prayer movements we are hijacked by Satan. Is my sister. If you are from, you have attended Y Garment Church, raise your hand. Now, I'm not saying they are bad, but what I'm saying, listen to me now, listen to me. What I'm saying is this. Eh? They started well. They never had the intention of entering into any error, into anything bad. I had the intention of enthroning angel whatever ahead of Jesus. They never had the intention of thinking that gifts and prophetic is more important than the written word. That even them that saw Jesus in the flesh said that Peter said that we have a more sure word of prophecy. So it, it doesn't matter that they open your eyes and you saw Jesus now and then you come out. And we are teaching the word from the scripture. You believe your visions more than what we are teaching in the scripture. That's where, that's, where, that's where people start entering into error. Because I don't care the vision you had. I don't care even if Jesus appeared to you now. We will use the scripture and analyze your vision. I don't have... Should I show you from the scripture? Now let me... I will not go there because if I go there, there won't be time. Let me just touch it. And then I will run out. God will help me to run out. Amen. How many of you have heard of the transfiguration experience of Jesus? You have heard of it. If you are in my front, you will be responding to me. Huh? You will be looking at me well and be writing and be responding. So that I will be encouraged too. You don't know. That's part of the reason. If you go to big meetings, the first four row is reserved. It's not as if they reserve it. They want to make sure that the people sitting there are not agents. There are people that are willing to follow you. If you say, if you say glory to God, they will jump up and say hallelujah. Hey. Oh my God. <laughs> now, don't do that for me. My own is just be following me. Yeah? Is enough. Now, at the transfiguration experience of Jesus, a time came, um, of course, when Jesus was going there, he took three people, Peter, James, and John, the brothers. Um, he took them as witnesses. You see, I'm going to get into that place because everything God does in the context of the kingdom 
when he wants us to be participants of that we are only included in the context of witnesses there is nothing you can do there is nothing God is expecting you to do we are only participants in kingdom agenda in the context of witnesses are you with me now follow me now those men were called up into that encounter as witnesses because when Peter was now talking in his epistles he said what our eyes has what no it was John that said what our eyes have seen it was the same John then Peter was also talking about it it was after that statement an analogy that he now said we have a more sure word of prophecy even though we saw his glorious majesty appear to us on that mountain but we choose to believe the written word more these men are laying emphasis and saying that the basis of their authority as foundational apostles is on the fact that beyond the fact that they are faith witnesses principally they are eyewitnesses you see what made these men foundational foundational apostles is beyond the fact that they are faith witnesses which is superior in the context of the workings of the holy ghost inside of a man but also the fact that they are eyewitnesses because are you with me a time will come where a, a certain group of people has to witness that they were there when did this thing and did this thing and did your it's me now what's happening to my mom oh my god Hi. so he said we are eyewitnesses of his majesty are you with me now so in other words they were called up into the mountain for what for what reason simply eyewitnesses but watch out i'm trying to tell you that okay let me ask this question um victoria you would like to see jesus appear to you now is it not true and say my daughter my daughter <laughs> my daughter my daughter the way i will use you eh, i have not used katrine kuman like that hmm? and then as he's talking you are now shaking shaking under power shaking under power and then you now fall and then you wake up and your body was shaking for three days and then me i now come and this lady has not seen any vision and i told her the scripture says that as many as believe that the scripture says what as many as believe you you will now think that are you with me now she will think that her encounter is inferior to your own not knowing that out of all the encounters that the word encounter is the superior the most superior because even after she has had her encounter she will come back and we see it as elders and begin to judge it to know whether it is aligned to the tenets of the scripture if we cannot do that that is how wolves have entered and false prophets and teachers and they began to teach us what the lord did not teach us 
Some of them said that Jesus appeared and told them. Now, some of us, see, thank God for some of us. Jesus has met us too. Thank God for what Paul was saying. You know? So it's not. But the thing is that after he met us, we didn't say anything until we confirmed it from the word. And then that's where we gain the authority because a time we can come when even life circumstances, eh, Satan, we begin to contest that encounter you had. You had the encounter and God told you you will heal the sick. You saw crowd, thousands. And then after five years, nothing has happened. So, on that day, you now know that there is something beyond that encounter and vision you had that you need a conviction. That one comes by the Rema. When Rema comes, I with me, it forms something inside of you. Hmm. The scripture calls it Remata in such a way that when it comes, the intent of that Rema is to form a reality, a substance. Like, um, you bring Rema like this. When it's coming, it's coming like spoken word. But when he's living, he's living with a tangible, he's living with a tangible material. When you are hearing Rema, it seems as if it's sound that you are hearing. But when the ministration is over, it leaves a tangible, something that can be felt. I will make thee the father of many nations. It came like word. After many seasons, it became material, something that we can touch. I am a confirmation of that rema that Abraham received. Are you with me now? But when Abraham received it, it did not come with anything. It didn't look tangible because it was Rema. But when Rema has finished its purpose, it will leave you with tangibility that will last from time to eternity. How did I get here? Hey, help me back. Help me. Come on. Come on. Come. Okay. Now, when Peter was there on the mountain, what happened is that Suddenly, Jesus prayed until the fashion of his countenance, what happened? Was transfigured. Now, suddenly, what they saw was that Elijah, Elijah appeared there and Moses appeared there. And then Peter said, Say after me, Peter said, If you are here, say after me, Peter said, Remember, remember the rule of this type of encounter. What is the rule? You are only supposed to see. You are not supposed to what? Ah! I thought we are together. We have said that they are called up there to be what? I will. So, there are encounters you are called up to. If you come there, you are just supposed to be looking and observe and write down you are not supposed to contribute anything but the scripture said and peter what and peter what and peter said a man that is supposed to be observing is now saying you see because um, that is the problem with you know our young uh, generation. The scripture has told us that knowledge will increase. 
sometimes you can even be talking and the person is looking at you and analyzing 20 better ways to say this thing oh my god glory to god say glory to god <laughs> you see because they don't know that to speak for god is a great matter to speak for god is beyond the speaking Who is touching that thing? Who is touching it? Amen. See, this man is always looking for my trouble. I don't know why. Amen. Now, to speak for God is a great matter. And that is why, sometimes, if you are going to speak for God, God will even teach you how not to talk for long. And that is why men that speak for God indeed, know that they cannot speak for God accurately until they are anointed. And that is why sometimes the people that God chooses in their natural capacity is weak and unable to um, dispense most orators some of them are even stammerers I look at myself and I wonder is it me that talks like this and people say hey you are talking <laughs> you, you don't know me if you knew me years ago hi If you point gun on my head, I won't talk to you. Those days in my class, in primary school, everybody will be talking, laughing, doing it. I will stay one corner and be observing. And enjoy, I'm enjoying what they are doing. You know. I'm enjoying it, but I'm not, one of, I'm not participating. And I won't contribute. But if results come out, I'll be first. Though, but I'm not contributing. Thank God for football. That's the only one I know how to do. Thank God for that one. My mother advised me and said, go and find a course, a job, where you will just be in an office and nobody will disturb you and you will not disturb anybody. Say glory to God. <laughs> you see, that was before the workings of the Holy Spirit have started in my life. And God likes it in that, that way. So that by that foolish things of this world, He will confound the wisdom of the wise. Amen. Amen. Okay. Stop looking that place. Be looking at me. Amen. So when Peter appeared on that mountain, he began to speak when nobody allowed him to speak. If you see any man that spoke for God and he was accurate, it was because heaven enabled him. That enablement to speak for God is what we call, I with me, that's what we call utterance. So 
sometimes you can even have revelations you have not been allowed to share it the sign that you are allowed to share revelations is the measure of utterance that you have been granted one of the ways that we know that some men are specifically called out by God to begin to share the body of mysteries that is captured in the kingdom is the amount of the measure of utterance that they have you see many years ago i don't even know how to the first time i preached i didn't know what i said that's why paul was going from city to city he was saying pray for me pray for me for what that utterance will be granted to me so that i will be able to communicate the mysteries there are body of revelations that god have granted us access to but it seems as if we are limited being that the human world is grossly inadequate to communicate the things that is found and captured in, in eternity past you can be in your vision and you see all you drop how can you begin to explain that thing with human words you must have utterance on that day you can be in your vision like this and you see a white light doing like this doing like this and finally it came before you how can you explain that sort of thing that is the challenge of the old testament prophets because they lack utterance and some of you you can even read those scriptures and you will not understand it because you you need i with me now revelation and utterance work side by side you cannot have utterance without revelation of course you can have revelation without utterance so for a man to have utterance it means that he has been allowed access to both things of revelation now this is what i'm trying to say the old prophets when they come they will say somebody like isaiah was was trying to experience explain um the encounter he had and he saw the cherubims carrying he said there is will inside will he had he had a challenge the challenge of utterance what he saw there is nothing in human language to communicate it are you with me so he said there is a will in a will and their will is inside the will uh-uh. you check it now i saw a will in a will and their will is inside it so that whithersoever they want to go it is not determined by the body by the will uh, if you read it well the first thing i understand there is that this man is incapacitated by utterance it took men like paul to show us the preeminence the foundational and important place of utterance in communicating the mysteries of god he knew that it was not enough for God to show him many things. It is more important that he is granted the capacity to begin to communicate those things in such a way that he can bring the impact that God intended. If it is true that you communicated the mind of God the way God intended, then you will see the changes. You will see the impact. There will be a confirmation of that very word. Men that hear you will know that this what you are saying is not coming from your soul. It is coming and it's not about whether you talk loud no it's not about whether you have flows and rhymes it's not flows and rhymes <laughs> no it's all trans sometimes when this man speak your heart will pour the scripture talking about jesus and the men that were on the way to amos 
He said as he spoke to them, they are born. There is an energy that is released into their spirit. Let me leave that. How did I land here, brother? Okay, Peter, Peter. Peter spoke when he was not supposed to speak. Okay, there are places you are called. You are supposed to be looking up. My friend at Makodi went to marry. And when he reached there, he was talking and talking and talking. They said, no, shut up. You are not supposed to talk. What's your own? Your own is to collect a, a woman and be, your own is to be sleeping with woman. You are not supposed to be talking here. Your own is, let's do this thing and give you woman and don't be sleeping with woman. But here, you are not supposed to talk. Mm. <laughs> there are places your own is just to listen and observe. Is not to talk. Peter came and said, ah, let's build three tabernacles. Because just because he saw, for some of you, you know why some of these religions came out? Just because they saw an angel that is so magnificent like this. They now cherubim and seraphim. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that the encounter they had overwhelmed them. The way that they decided it's better to build a tabernacle here that is equal to the tabernacle of the Christ. So, when Peter said, let's build one here, build another here, and build here, a voice came from heaven and shut him down. Now, I want to ask you, is Peter's encounter genuine? Let's answer. Is Peter's encounter genuine? Is Peter's encounter genuine? So what's the challenge? Because he's coming out there and he's forming a religion of Moses, Elijah, and Jesus combined together. He came out from a genuine encounter. So when we meet these people, we tell them, let's analyze from the scripture who touched this thing. If you touch it, you will fall under power and stay there till tomorrow. No, you will not. We tell people, some of these people that have encountered, let's put it to the plumb line. In the kingdom, the plumb line is the scriptures, the written one. They will refuse. They will say, Jesus came to me. I know what I saw. That's how many marriages have crashed. I know what I saw. That's how people abandon school. I know what I saw. That's how people left their job. I know what I saw. That's how people left their business. There is one we are handling at, at my place. The man left his business and left it to the servant, the boy, and they are misusing things and he's in ministry with the wife. God did not call him. They ordained him bishop. Somebody that is not fully born again. They ordained him bishop. Because he has money. See, if you ask him, he will say that I saw a vision. No. We have to bring that your vision to the prompt line. It is only then and then can he, that it is only then will he be authenticated. 
So even though Peter had a a genuine vision, an encounter, what he made out of that encounter was error. So I'm trying to tell you that error can come out of a genuine encounter. You know, all this thing I'm saying is not where I'm going. I'm just trying to answer a question. So let's do Bible studies. Matthew chapter 16. I want to show you, <coughs> according as my brother was saying, let me build on it. There is a technology for revival. You see, remember, anytime we talk about revival, and anytime God talks about revival, that means that... Um, the emphasis that is em, em, employed to achieve a particular agenda that God has in a season is not sufficient. Are you with me now? So, revivals are seasons of intense move of the Holy Spirit with one target to achieve an agenda in the heart of God that the emphasis, the way we have been trying to achieve that agenda before was not working. So, God has to increase the measure of his working so that the same agenda will be achieved. Are you with me now? Now, remember, the law was sent to achieve what grace later achieved. And the scripture was talking, he said that the law is holy. Are you with me? Follow me. Aye. Do we have Bible students here? The scripture said that even though the law was discarded, it doesn't mean that it was not holy. It, the reason why it was discarded, why was the law discarded? The law was ineffective. So, um, according to what God wants to, there is something God wants to achieve. The law lacks the capacity to achieve that thing. So it was ineffective. Are you with me? So, um, in that context, the advent of grace and truth is an advent of a revival movement because the hitherto employed emphasis to achieve reconciliation between man and God was not possible under the ministry of the law. So another administration has to enter into the space of man and that administration is the grace. Are you with me now? So, uh, the reason why the other one was abandoned is not because it's bad, but because, are you with me? It lacks the capacity to achieve that agenda. So, in seasons where God has a target, an agenda in his heart, something to achieve, and the hitherto employed emphasis is not enough, is not getting the job done. We have thousands of churches everywhere. Millions of members in those churches. The people collecting bribe, their name is not Musa, it's Moses. <laughs> the people collect, the people that are courtists, eh? their name is not Isa, their name is Isaac. Their name is not Ibrahim. Their name is Abraham. There is trouble. They were baptized on the eighth day. Some of them talk in tongues. The people that 
somebody said that he has slept with women that he's the last time he checked was 2014 i was reading it online that his body counts hi okay we are that the body count as of 2014 is 65 65 women he has slept with and that was when he was learning job 2014 that's five years ago his name is not ishmael his name is somewhere <laughs> if you are doing business now and somebody say i'm a pastor go and find a lawyer if he says i'm a bishop find a lawyer that has 10 years experience if he says i'm an apostle find a son You see, it's funny, but something is wrong. That means, are you not seeing the point? That means that whatever technology, whatever system structure that we have employed to achieve the agenda of God as it pertains to the kingdom is faulty. Eh? The scripture now says, in the context of redemption, the law was discarded so that grace will come. So it's not as if we are, are you with me? So when some of these movements and things are coming up, some people are saying, uh, are you saying the church? No, that's not the point. The point is that if we continue with this church system, we will not achieve anything. Okay, let me ask you now. You are a pastor. How many hours have you carried your people and cried for? For the move of God in their life. Is it not for their enemy and the, their next business? Breakthrough. I know your church now is breakthrough. Covenant day of long life. Covenant day of blessing. Covenant day. Once I'm saying this, you know the church already. Covenant day of lifting. Covenant day of covenant day of preservation. The person will still have accident because I with me. The man that gave you that thing is talking from his own encounter. Uh, do you know what he, it will take you to even enter his encounter? Not to talk of entering your own encounter. That is why a new system has to come in place. Because if God sustains an agenda in his heart, <laughs> it will finally come to pass. My brother was saying, if he puts hands on your grandfather, he refused. He put hands on your father. He do, 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 go to white garment church. He finally put hands on you. This thing we are talking about is bigger than you. I was 19 years old. In fact, I was 12 years old. I was 12 years old, Grace, and I said I wouldn't do ministry because I saw my parents suffer on behalf of ministry. We are in... Oh my God. I, my mother was preaching in the village. They arrested her around 10 minutes after 5 and locked her up in the village prison. You know, some of you say they are persecuting you. you 
don't disgrace people that they have persecuted. There are people they have persecuted. You are disgracing them with what you are saying. No, some angels will slap you. What have you lost? You are because you are hungry. It is good for you to lose weight, to be in shape. Are you not seeing the way you are in shape now? You want to be your best. God is trying to save you from sickness tomorrow. And you are... <laughs> ah, and you say you are suffering. Suffering for what? Just enjoy the season. Say enjoy. Touch your neighbor. Say enjoy. Glory to God. They locked her up. And she paid 2000 when she paid this 2000 naira, my school fees, all of our school fees, we are six in number, is not up to 800 naira. So I'm talking about 20 something years ago. We were living in my uncle's house. They chased us out in the middle of the day. The house we are building doesn't have door, it doesn't have window. They chased us as we carried tapolin and spread on the ground. My father and mother didn't have where to sleep. It's me and my siblings that slept there. They slept on the shed. That night, there is nothing to eat. The gari remaining, we are the children that drank it. The two of them slept without nothing. And they said, I will come and do ministry. You and who? No, you heard about these things. Me, I saw it with my eyes. So when people talk to me, they <laughs> I counted the cost before I came. I know what it is. That's why when we, when we are doing the thing we are doing, some people thought we are overdoing it. They don't know what we have seen. I have the privilege of, of being an eyewitness. I was not contributing, but I was observing meanwhile. And I learned a lot. God has called me to take ah what's happening to I'm not that God has called me to take the nations how long how many of you you know God has called you to do ministry you look like somebody that God has called to have you preached before eh where are you, you are, he's just like a pastor are you Jaffa's brother? Is Jaffa's brother me? They look alike. No wonder. Pastor is running in your blood now. How can you run away? Eh? The thing is bigger than you. That's why I say I will not do it. Until God came. When I was nine, he said, if you don't do it, I kill you. I know you don't know, but I wanted to commit suicide many years ago. I told some people, they looked at me. The way I look, you know, it's only when I'm anointed that the lion comes out. Normally I look. That's how some ladies those days wanted to... They thought they would deceive me to marry when it is not time to marry. They looked at me and said, Hi, this naive boy. He's naive. Let's corner him. They don't know I, I'm an elder. <laughs> how did I come here? Help me back. Help me. Now, let me. 
there are things you can't run away from. If you can run away from me, me, I, will, I would have. I'm already planning on how to be a billionaire when I was 12 years old. I was already plotting my path. And there are, there are certain kinds of people. Somebody like me, don't allow me to set my heart on anything. Even God doesn't allow me to set my heart on anything that he doesn't want me to achieve. Because if I set my heart on it, the only way I will not get it is for me to die. And it's better for me to die. Why are you alive? What are you enjoying in this place? Okay, you're... Oh, sorry. Oh, you are enjoying something. Glory. My Let me talk for myself. Hmm? Sometimes it's good for you to talk for yourself. Don't talk for others. Because you can be saying, what are you? And those people are flexing and enjoying. In the book of Matthew chapter 16, I hope we'll be able to touch a few things. There are a few scriptures we need to touch and move around. But if time does not permit us, you already know this book of Matthew chapter 16. This was where Jesus was um, sent out questionnaire. You know questionnaire? How did you do your project? You use questionnaire now. This, Jesus sent out questionnaire. The content of that questionnaire is Who do men say that I am? If you send out this questionnaire to pastors in this city, you'll be shocked at the answer you will get. They came to a pastor's meeting and they asked, Who is Jesus? None of the pastors know. They don't know who Jesus is. And if I ask you now, I with me. Okay. You think it's an easy answer. Oh yeah, who is Jesus? Huh? He's the son of God. Hmm? He's the redeemer. You know, this is Sunday school. Say Sunday school. Sunday school cannot save anybody. There is something I need to show you quickly, and that is, let me start from his answer and show you where I'm going. Because on the day that a man succeeded in answering who Jesus was, it was a capacity that he retained by the help of God the Father. So, when Jesus was responding to his answer, he said that no man except my Father in heaven can reveal this thing to you. So it seems as if the day you are able to answer who Jesus is, it is based on a revelation. So your answer that you gave me now is cognitive. Is it not true? Because you say Jesus is the Redeemer. If I call you out now for you to um, maybe give us an analogy, explain to us what you have understood in your life 
based on the dealings in your life how Jesus is a redeemer to you because that's what revelation is if it's revelation it would have been something you built your life with I said what you know is Sunday school because Jesus the redeemer you, oh yeah, come on, bring microphone you know Jesus the redeemer let's leave him here as Betty said who is Jesus? You see, that's the question. They ask pastors, they don't know. Because the answer to the question is revelational. It's not cognitive. When Peter answered, even Jesus confessed that it's not possible for you to answer this type of question unless it's by revelation. The men that can answer this question correctly did it because they were enabled by the revelation of the Holy Ghost. Grace, who is Jesus? You see, because the foundation of renewal of mind is the revelation of Christ Jesus. That's what I want to build from what he was saying. And you must understand the context of revival. The context of revival is um, rulership and thrones. That there are contention. Oh my God, should I go to higher things? There are things in the spirit that we call thrones. You have heard of, you know, throne. I cannot explain these terminologies to you now because of time. Thrones, altars, gates. For example, after Jesus has told them that, um, that he now told Peter, he said, Upon this revelation will I what? Build my church, and then the gates of hell cannot prevail. And that means if, if there is a season where we want to, because the context of revival is um, the end point of revival and outpouring of the Spirit is that the authority, the government of God will be enthroned in the territory. Jesus said, Pray that thy kingdom come, what? Thy will be done. And the mandate that the Holy Ghost was given was what? Rule thou in the midst of thy enemies. So anytime the Spirit of God is poured out, there is a context and there is a purpose. The context and the purpose is that rulership will come out of that outpouring. Are you with me now? So when that revelation came, Jesus was trying to tell them that if there is a time we will be enabled and equipped properly to be able to contend and bring down the gates of hell. It will be on the basis of the revelation of Christ. So, this, there is certain kind of men that can bring down the altars of darkness. Men that have traded the path of the spirit for long enough that the formations of Christ has been found in them. When you look at them, you can't see anything but Christ. Anything you touch in their life, they had it on the basis of revelation. The issue they had was by revelation, my friend. This, the, the school they are going to was by revelation. Jesus appeared to them and told them that, I will use you in this campus. Stay. Don't show yourself for one year. Stay inside in prayer. In, the, in your second year, I will begin to review my plans through your life. So, you are going, that, that kind of man, death cannot kill him. He can't 
accident. He said, On this revelation, I will now build my church, and the case of hell cannot prevail. He said, It's not that they will fight, but they can't prevail. Because this man has built his life on the basis of revelation. A life that is built on revelation of Christ is a life that can contend with the case of hell and crumble it. What we see in our territory are men that is trying to contend with Satan. Meanwhile, Christ has not yet been formed in them. There is only one thing that the gate of hell respects. Men that come filled with the revelation of Christ. Every single thing about their life is because of the encounter personally that they had with the man Christ Jesus. On that account, things are formed in them. If you touch the academics, they can't fail because it was Jesus that sent them. They can't lose their job because it was Jesus that sent them. They can't marry and not have children. It was Jesus that sent them. They can't do business and fail. It was Jesus that sent them. Their life was built on revelation. See, I don't want to preach. I said, let's do Bible study. You refuse to remind me. Let's do Bible support. My time is remaining small. I just started. When we get to heaven, one of the things that will happen is that time will no more be a constraint. Let me just. Ah, there is no. Okay, if you are there, look at um, verse 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. If your Bible is your own, are you with me? Let's read together. One, two, ready, go. If you are there, say Amen. If you are not there, say Amen. Okay, let's read together. One, two, ready, go. And I say also unto you, thou art Peter, that is Petros. And upon this rock, Petra, what will happen? Just stop there. Is your, if your Bible is your own, underline that phrase, I will build my church. There is a mystery that is sustained in the heart of God. <laughs> Paul was talking in the book of Ephesians. He said that you might know um, what God has granted to men like me. He said that he granted me access to revelations. That these things I'm telling you about, that the holy prophets and men of God of old, we are not granted access to it. That he was at the dispensation of the end of time. That men were granted these revelations. And then, of course, they were granted the utterance to begin to communicate the dimensions of this mystery. That there is um, something, an agenda, that is sustained in the heart of God. That even before time began, in the realm of eternity, God has decided that there is an entity with which he will begin to rule. And that entity is called, what say, the church. The ecclesia. Are you with me now? That's what Paul is trying to say. And on that account, that means the entity that can retain the capacity to be the rulership organ that the Godhead will begin to administrate their government by must be the one that is formed by God himself. It is on that account that Jesus said, what? I will build. 
there is a special supervision to the building process of the church that Jesus has. It is not a job that he delegated to any man. Uh, uh, when he left, he also allowed the Holy Ghost as the governor. As I'm talking to you now, the man is still sitting. He is restless. He is brooding. And that's why, based on that work that he is doing, it is on that account that all of us we are recruited. We are implicated in the brooding of the Holy Ghost. The agenda that God sustained in his heart implicated your stomach. You can't do anything. Imagine you that he's supposed to be in UK. He's here. You are supposed to be a millionaire with one damsel and two kids. Glory to God. Say glory to God. But the mandate of dominion that God has decided that his church is going to achieve for him implicated that man and implicated you too. So, are you with me? So, there are many things we wanted to do with our life, but we cannot do it except the one that God wanted us to do. It is on that account that we now become powerful. Because we have reached a point where the government of God has become strong in our hearts. Jesus said what? I will build my church. You see, you will not understand what Jesus meant until you understand what the word church meant. Because it is, it is, ah, makatish, kapah. The word church is a governmental language. It's a governmental language. And it is on that wise that Jesus came to raise a church that can rule. So, um, revival has not been achieved in a territory until we have a governmental church. So, the, the aspects of a revival is when we have a territorial governing church. Through the scepter of that church, and when I mean church, I'm, I don't mean, what is the name of your denomination? That one. And the one. And that's your own too. Glory to God. Shout glory. You know the one now. Do you know the one? Hey. How many of you know this one? <laughs> that one you think is the answer. How many of you know this one? That one you think is the answer. When I was in campus, they, when they admitted me in their order and called me Broidu, that's when I knew my name is the Lamb's Book of Life. I was admitted into the quorum of brothers. Do you know what it means? You are now certified by the Pharisees that your, your born-again experience is authentic. I congratulated myself. <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. The ecclesia is, is mystical and spiritual. Um, so you can come to in a denomination of one million people. That there are no more than hundred people that are part of the universal ecclesia in that place. And because of that, God will be saying, Who will go for me? Who will I send? You look at and say, ah, ah, do you know the pastors? How many pastors that are in this Abakaliki? He will still be saying, I'm looking for a man. I 
And you say, God, choose them, choose them that day. You say, I'm looking for a man. Because the certain system that they have submitted themselves into can never raise the certain kind of man that God needs. God's men are raised in the wilderness, not in the cities. Jesus said, I will raise a government for myself. And with that government, the kingdom of heaven will begin to administrate the kingdom of the earth. And when they have administrated the kingdom of the earth for so long, then the powers of darkness and principalities that rebelled against God will begin to see his manifold wisdom manifest. Something sustained in his heart that he has not been able to show that he intends to show in the last days. That's what the book of Ephesians said. So sometimes when we display some things, angels come and some of the angels that are in our meeting are not there to do anything. They are there to watch and learn. You will come and be talking about fellowship and koinonia. They will be wondering what you mean. Because they don't interact with the father on that basis. They interact with the father on a different basis. You come and say, Jesus, I love you. You are dead to my soul. You say, what is this one saying? You see my sister? And then, God will be shaking like this on his throne. Say, oh, my son, oh, my daughter. They say, ah. So this is how to make that God that sits. No one can approach him. And then, a young daughter that is on earth, you say, my daddy, my daddy. Your baby is singing. I'll be singing and chanting and dancing for now till eternity. Oba, oba. Your baby is singing. I'll be singing and chanting and dancing for now till eternity. Chineke. Your baby is singing. And then God on his throne will him to shake and be doing like this. And then angels will begin to we begin to wonder how can mortal men steer God like this? That means there is a dimension they don't know. And they raise the question and they say, What is man? What is man? It is it is a question that you cannot understand. Until you begin to see how God relates with man. It is a question of relationship. is beyond any other thing that you can begin to explain. When, when they say what is man. It is not as if they, they have not seen human being before. They wonder why when God decided to reveal himself in a form that can be touched. He decided that is man. When God decided to be denatured from time to eternity. He decided that he is going to take the shape of a man. And then he denatured himself. The mutation that God passed through when he became man. Was never reversed. So the scripture says seated on the throne in heaven is that man Jesus. The word ecclesia is governmental and is borrowed from the Roman language. When the Romans come in a territory, um, 
because they have kingdom in mindset they come there with their culture they come there with their agenda their principles they have one they have one major target listen to me now the number one target this is what the romans do in fact before you understand what the romans do you will need to understand what the government that came before them do the Medes and patients the babylonians when they come to a nation they conquer the nation they will carry all of you and go to their nation but when the romans conquer you the city of rome itself is not too big when they conquer you they will not carry you what they will do is that they will send what is called an ecclesia so ecclesia is actually borrowed from the roman terminology of government there are three people they will send to you i'm trying to tell you that the ecclesia doesn't necessarily have to be one thousand twelve ill dead men in this city can rule this city when god has you in your family he has his government there that's what i'm trying to tell you we are talking about doesn't necessarily mean everybody will be born again no that's not what if you think of it it's not true that's not true yes but the revival we are talking about is that the glory of the lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in every nation it is a message that has the capacity to minister to everyone in such a way that they will never deny that the kingdom of heaven has invaded the earth the question is how the how is what i'm telling you that's the technology i'm showing you now the technology is that when you became a functional a a a, a functional part of the ecclesia what happened is that just as the romans sent sends that their, their ecclesia into a territory god sent you to and they have one major job their number one job is say deculturization Sit after me deculturization write it down write it you will forget it deculturization because every territory has its culture and you have not succeeded in changing a people that you have not changed their culture so when they enter into a city and they want to change you um they will meet you and your name is um um sunday they will change your name to atanasius and continue calling you atanasius until you forget your real name they are doing something to your mind that's why i started where you are so we you cannot understand the dominion mandate your mind has been renewed to a point where it can dominate your territory the impact of the gospel on your mind in the context of renewal is the impact of your life in government over a territory you cannot do more than god has done inside of you that's the context of revival because the mandate of the holy ghost everywhere ma the mandate of the holy ghost is what rule down is not fall under power what rule down so you begin to see where revival has had its full effect when the kingdom of god has come and the government and rulership of god has been established everybody
the day might not be born again, but they, they, they function under the rule of the kingdom of God. Everybody in Babylon was not born again in the day of Daniel. But all of them said that from today we will serve the God of Daniel. It is because a man that understands how to the technology to download a functional ecclesia no. And a time came, even though all of them did not subscribe to his God, they were bound to obey the rules and dictates of that God. When the country called America was established, when that came there, they were sent as ecclesia from UK. And when they landed there, even the culture, even the, the law, the constitution of that nation was borrowed from the scriptures. That means that even if you say you are an atheist, you cannot be in U.S. and not in one world or the other touch the tenets of the kingdom of God. And that is what this new age movement has started doing. They are changing everything in that constitution. These are men that have arisen and they also understand government. And they know that what they are doing will never last until they go to the constitution and change it and begin to affect the culture of the people. So when they are small like this, they will begin to teach them that you don't have any gender. You can be male or female. We don't know your gender until you are 18. So you will be a boy and they will be wearing you female clothes. These men want to deculturize the next generation to a point that they will not know their identity again. That is a leaf that they borrowed from the original and mystical ecclesia that is held up in the heavenlies. The template that God has given to us, the technology wherewith we will conquer and subdue and come to a point where the government of God is what is life in our society. There is a technology. There is a technology to establish the move of God. That even when... when are you with me now? St. Patrick of Ireland, there are some cities we enter. The king has not fully said that he is following Jesus. But he knows that as long as that man is in that city, it's only what our king in heaven wants that will be done. There are three major people they send. They send the herald, they send the centurion, and they send the pilot. I don't know where you fall into. Are you with me? All of us will not carry mic. I don't know where you, whether you are a centurion. I don't know whether you are a herald. I don't know whether you are a pilot. But I know one thing. You are part of a functional ecclesia. are heralds you are you will rule we will find you in the government house we will find you in executive offices we will find maybe you can even become a professor tomorrow there is a woman she was a professor in UNN I've forgotten her name that's a terrible woman of God Whoever increased this sound, God bless you. Oh my God. Something just, as I heard this sound, something came on me. Hey! No, 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 no. Reduce a little so that I will not fly too much. Let me make two more points. Amen. There is a woman in that school. I've forgotten her name. This is a woman, she's a professor, but she's working in heavy miracles. The impact that 
the woman disciple all the men of God that left that campus, she is the one that discipled them. Remember her name. She's called Dr. Pamela Ezeuza Maka or something. You have heard of her, right? Do you know when that woman started doing that thing she's doing? It's not today. She's carrying babies and cooking this thing. You don't have an excuse, my friend. She's a professor. So um, you can come and see her in her office as a professor. What you don't know is that he's a lion. A territorial being is sitting over that, that department. And, and as far as she's concerned, and as far as the heaven is concerned, they have, they have their government over that place. Just like you said, if God comes and something bad is happening, the reason why something bad is happening is that a man has left his estate. The scripture said, Adam, where are you? Because God looked and he saw that the, the gate to Eden is porous. Because he gave him to keep it, to tend and to keep. He saw that no one was keeping the gate. It was porous. Anybody can enter and leave. On that day, he asked what? Adam, where are you? Where are the gatekeepers? Men that God will ride upon their wings and begin to establish his dictates again. Are you a pilot? Are you a centurion? Are you a herald? It's not about the name that you are given. It's about the mandate that you have. What's your mandate? Root out. So irrespective of where you find yourself, you know that we have only one purpose. That thy kingdom come and that we be done. So we can decide to wear the cloak of a doctor and then we come to the hospital one day and discharge 100 people from that world. And they say you are a doctor because if you are not a doctor, they will not allow you inside that world. They will be asking you many questions. But you are now a doctor and then you carry the healing anointing. Kaiko, Koma. to disciple all the governors and suddenly you become a governor you call them to the governor's forum and got all of them filled with the Holy Ghost we have gotten the next generation that is a man that have realized why God sent him on earth it is not happening God has ordained that that thing will happen for long ago it's just that men that he has put there went there and collected money they went there and collected themselves they went there and collected contract and left the very reason why God called them we God find you today a man worthy so that his kingdom will come again so that men will not ask where is our God the scripture said that the time came when the tokens of God were lost and there is none to say restore 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 the word restoration is revival in context it's a season where God begins to recover the things that the enemy have stolen the mandate the things that he has given to our fathers the thing that we know that the, the thing we are doing is what our great grandfather was supposed to do and then Satan deceived them many things went wrong your father was caught short in the middle not because he doesn't want to end but because of the way Satan knocked them and then the mandate fell again we are damn men who will not stop at anything <laughs> Jesus said I will build my church I thought it was Jesus that will come he sent John I thought it was Jesus he sent James I thought it was Jesus he sent Abubeh 
I thought it was Jesus. He sent Chukwode. I thought it was Jesus. He sent Onye. He sent Thomas. And had confidence. May we not disappoint God. Raise your hand. Raise your right hand. Make a vow. I will not disappoint God in this generation. We don't know if the past generation has disappointed God. Not in our generation.